0: Welcome to part two of my interview with Hayley Powles from Avia Autos. In this episode, I talk to Hayley about customer supplied parts, top selling products and services, apprenticeships, and why you shouldn't transport a piano at high speed during lockdown. But I begin with a question about the automotive support group on Facebook. Uh, tell us a bit about your, your role in that group and, and some of the uh, feedback or, or information that you've managed to gain from it.
1: Um, as a garage owner, I found the automotive support group on Facebook enormously helpful and reassuring. And when it, it first was formed, um, I was really excited about it and participated uh, as a group member. Um, I got lots of information that I, I needed about how the um, rates relief was being applied, the grants that were being applied. Uh, it was enormously reassuring to hear other people's experiences, their successes. Um, Sometimes people, they they didn't get the successful outcome that they wanted straight away, Um, but they were able to get a successful outcome um through 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 a bit of work and they they were happy to share that information and um I, a month or so in i was approached to if i would help moderate the group and then that progressed on to helping with the administration of the group and a lot of work does go on behind the scenes uh, in order to keep the group um safe and on point and um to To make sure that it, it complies with the standards set out by Facebook. But the information itself comes from within the group itself. Mm-hmm. And it, this peer-led support has just been extraordinary. And a lot of the work that we do as an admin team is to just facilitate what the group can do for itself. Uh, it's been amazing to witness. its It's been quite difficult within our industry for a long time to reach out to peers. Um, our industry is changing so quickly. Uh, 15 years ago, I, I'd ask my dad and I'd say, oh, I can't get this undone. I, ca- I, can't, I can't replace that. This has come in. It's, a, it's making a funny noise. And I, I could tell him over the phone or he could have a brief look at it and he'd be able to tell me Uh, oh, I would try this first, I would try that first. Um, The technology is moving at such a pace. uh, We haven't really got anywhere to go to get that kind of peer-led support.
0: I think it's – I'm on the group as well. I think it's fantastic. And in addition to uh, information um, or questions about running a garage business – we all know that there are good days and bad days during this coronavirus pandemic, um, and there has been occasions where garages have asked just for that that bit of a, 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 a sounding board, a bit of a bit of support, a bit of help. What role do you think associations, perhaps like Ben, as we know that do enormous amount of work, uh, have to play in this uh, in, in this situation?
1: I enormously enjoyed the Hats On for Ben campaign this year. It was so much fun. And I was in um, furlough myself at that, at that time. Uh, it feels really isolating. And having digital platforms like the Facebook support group and the outreach that uh, organizations like Ben have done, I think has, has been amazing to shore people up and provide a, a signposting service of where they can get further help. Uh, The IMI has been phoning out to their members as well, checking they're okay, offering online services, offering online education. Um, There's been support webinars from the IMI as well, which has been absolutely amazing. And it it gives you that feeling of connection. Um, So whether you're at work and things are a little bit quieter, or if you're at home and in furlough, there, there has been this method to reach out and Understand what is going on outside outside your bubble, and I, I, I don't think you can downplay how important that's been.
0: No, I, I think I agree. I think it's fantastic, and hopefully, they we'll, we'll see more of it because, um, again, as a, as a as a trade, we've come a, a long way. But I think for people to 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 be able to share their feelings and, and, and thoughts. So, you know, we're we're all, you know, in this together, in this whole sort of situation together. And um, there's just been some amazing acts of kindness that have happened um, in the past three months. And and hopefully that's just not a, uh, a one-off. Hopefully things will continue well into the future.
1: And we are a social species. And we're quite used to interacting with people, talking to people, touching people. And we've we've lost that tactile um, method of communication and it's been taken away very quickly and i think you mustn't downplay how successful your podcast has been because although facebook and um, linkedin and twitter is enormously helpful um you don't get to hear people mm-hmm. and there there is so much more you can get when you can hear what the person is saying instead of just reading what the person is saying because you lose the inflection in the written word that you gain when you hear somebody speak of their experience yeah and I, I think your podcast has really resonated within the aftermarket and answered that need that, that has been taken away from us
0: what's the what's the most what's the best piece of advice that perhaps you've received but also that you can you can give to uh, to, to fellow garage's
1: And in preparing, you knew that we are going to get busy. It is going to go quiet again, and then we'll get busy again. Um, we're not going to see the steady stream of work that we have done before. Uh, the needs of our motorists are going to change. Um, so preparing yourself, uh, preparing your, your team, preparing your workplace, preparing your suppliers, Um you cannot over-prepare at the moment. And prepare your, your strategy for, for marketing your business to move forward. Um, understanding what your motorists want from you will, will form the foundation of how you then move forward with your marketing strategy.
0: Fantastic. I think that's excellent advice because I think you are so right. It's, it's not going to be this steady return. We're going to have... I feel that since a lot of garages have reopened, they've been busy. I think we could see a bit of a downturn coming up and then we could go busy again. And certainly as we get to a, hopefully a time when the MOT uh, extension is scrapped, for want of a better word, uh, and the frequency is returned to normal, then um, there, there will be that upsurge in work. But um,
1: We're seeing more and more of them coming in and electing to have the MOT early. And there is a lot that we can do as an industry to help educate our motorists of what they can check for themselves at home. And if they're uncertain about anything that they can check at home, we are here for them. And I think that will do more to bring MOT tests in rather than the the political stick Mm -hmm. of uh, just removing the extension.
0: Thank you, Hayley. I wanted to move to some questions, if I can, because we've had some questions from our listeners. Um, I'm so delighted that we've had questions. Yeah, then. it's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> actually, from two Peters. So, uh, I have a Peter Welch from Scotland's Ash Garage of Didcot and a Pete Dancer from Leisure Force Springs. I'll start, if I may, with uh, Peter Welch from Scotland's Ash Garage of Didcot. Uh, Peter Fears for the Future of Apprenticeships. Uh, I, Again, there may be differences in the devolved nations, but how can we teach apprentice, apprentices from two meters away?
1: Um, there is a lot that we can do. And I, I think the blazing trail for that has been from the IMI and how they've got around the challenges of endpoint assessments through the pandemic and utilizing technology um so in some ways it can be a little bit easier um uh, to set up a, a camera arrangement um in, in a tripod or a rig near the apprentice so you you can monitor quite closely what they're doing but without breathing down their neck uh, when teaching um it, there is something um as we've we sort of touched on earlier about about the tactile need to say hold it like this um you know adjust somebody's grip if you can see that they're potentially going to hurt themselves um it is quite instinctive to put your your hands on a person to say oh no don't do it like that and perhaps touch them on the elbow or the shoulder or something like that and it is it is going to take quite a lot of re-education of how we're going to deliver information without getting too close i don't think it's impossible but i i do accept that it's going to be challenging and i think it's not going to be around forever and going through the syllabus and seeing what your apprentice needs to do next and what you can do in a socially distanced way and so re reevaluate how uh, you're going to move through the timeline of the apprenticeship instead of coming up against a stop and oh we can't get past that hurdle Um, move past that one and revisit it when times are better.
0: Okay. Thank you for that. Um, Second question, customer supplied parts. Uh, I must stress that uh, (laughs) Peter uh, doesn't fit customer supplied parts, but that isn't to say that he doesn't have members of the public coming in and asking him to fit something. Um, Obviously... Uh, well, I,
1: I I have two businesses, as you know. Um, one is run by my husband, which is the um, pre-war sports car workshop. And so we, we do have to um, entertain customer supplied parts mm-hmm. because there's not that many pre-war Bentleys um, that our local motor factory yeah. is stocking parts for. Um, in my workshop, uh, which is the, the day-to-day vanilla stuff that we do, uh, we don't fit any supplied parts at all, and I've been watching with interest um, one of the uh, larger motor factor chains, and uh, they've deployed um, a a fitting service where the motorist can buy their own parts Mm. and uh, garages can elect to join their scheme and then fit the parts on behalf of the motorist. Now, my insurance policy quite clearly states that I am not insured to fit supplied parts, so I don't know in this, um, this new model, how that sits with my insurance. Um, because of that uncertainty, um, we've not really entertained it as a, an idea. Is it a customer supply part? Or is it a part that's been supplied by the motor factor? Um, I'd be really interested in logistics take on that. Hmm. Uh, Peter
0: makes the same point. He has checked his insurance and he's not insured for fitting nope. customer supply parts. Not many of us are. Um, do you think it's an increasing problem for garages during, during the coronavirus pandemic if it wasn't before or subsequently after?
1: My personal experience is that uh, our motor factors do have um, more inquiries of um, people outside of the trade uh, trying to access parts and things like that. Um, some motor factors uh, have elected to deliver um, to people in their homes. And some motor factors um, are are not taking that stance. Um, They're running on reduced capacity. So I don't really see it being any different to how it was before with the number of people attempting to uh, have supplied parts fitted. Uh, with so many people at home on 80% or 100% pay, they've got more time on their hands in order to shop around, get parts, um, try to find ways to save money. But we've also had a huge number of main dealership technicians who are qualified, who are part of our trade, who do have relatives, who do have cars of their own, who are worried about their future. And I don't blame them for trying to access parts and work at home. Um, so there's different sides to every story. Yeah. And you've got to just judge each thing on its merit, I think.
0: No, thank you. Um, final question from Pete uh, Dancer from Leisure Force Springs. He asks via LinkedIn, um, it would be good to understand what type of work has been coming into the garage uh, during the coronavirus
1: I anticipated that we would see more batteries uh, with the amount of time that vehicles were stood. And I don't know whether um, vehicles weren't stood as much as I thought they would be, or motorists were more careful about making sure they started their car regularly. Uh, that was one of our marketing things that we did during the lockdown, was to uh, try and put as much education out there as possible as to what people could do to keep their cars in, in the best condition that they could at home. Um, I don't know if, uh, uh, roadside recovery agencies with, um, some of the, um, Uh, campaigns they've had, whether they have mopped up with that work, um, I'm not sure. We've seen very little in the way of distress repair coming in. Um, I'd say that has run down to around about 5% uh, of our sales turnover. And the vast majority of our um, services are suspension and steering related. Um, people are noticing uh, that their cars are not handling as they should. And I do wonder if this is going hand in hand with the police experience of there are more cars speeding. Right, Okay. Um, So if you're speeding more over an an uneven and broken road surface and not paying attention, um, you are going to hit those potholes harder. And uh, we've seen a couple of people really wallop curbs and things like that it, it, there does seem to be an increase in speed and um, it does seem that then the motorist will then go oh that was quite a loud noise i'll go and get that checked out and we're, we're seeing lower suspension arms droplings track rod ends springs um i had one client who uh, snapped both of his rear springs and he asked me if i'd lower his van because his wife told him not to transport that piano And he didn't want to admit (laughs) that that he damaged his own suspension.
0: (laughs) Certain things have to be, uh, you know, there are essential journeys still to take place.
1: There are. There is that essential piano that... uh, (laughs) I mean, we are seeing an increase in uh, light like commercial vehicles, which I, I don't think is that surprising when you consider how, how much uptake there's been in home delivery. And um, I imagine as the retail aspect of the economy comes back online, uh, we'll see a drop in, in the you know high mileage, short journey light vehicles yes. that uh, are being driven like they're stolen.
0: Thank you. Um for taking part in our podcast today. It is much appreciated. I think you offer offer some extremely valuable experience and some really good insight into not just your own business, but also the marketplace as well.
1: Oh, thank you, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I really appreciate you asking.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can download and listen to other podcasts uh, available on iTunes and also Spotify. You can also connect with me via LinkedIn